frontier. These are the voyages of It's Sedimentary, my dear. Our mission? To boldly go where other scientists have researched before and tell you about it. I'm Captain Kirk. And I'm Spock. Just kidding, it's Jane. Yeah, and this is Ellen. Sorry to disappoint you. With a bad joke, not with with the fact that we're not Captain (laughs) Kirk and Spock. (laughs) Also, more importantly, I don't know if either of us have actually watched Star Trek. Um... (laughs) I've seen some Star Trek. (laughs) I've seen, that's like saying... I know the color red on the color wheel. (laughs) It means absolutely nothing. But yes, uh, we are here to talk to you not about Star Trek, but we're here to talk to you about space. Space! Space! I want to talk specifically about how our Earth formed and... Why why is space important for understanding geology? Okay, well, there's a specific discipline of geology called planetary geology. And planetary geology is the part of geology where people study space and they study objects in space um, and they study how they interact with our earth but also just how they interact with each other and how they just kind of exist in their own existence out in the middle of space i was gonna say out in the middle of nowhere but it's not really nowhere it's in space but anyway (laughs) (laughs) it's in a place the place is just not on earth (laughs) although i guess sometimes like things from space can come to earth which is also important for understanding exactly i when i was in school i took a variety of classes that help me have a slightly better understanding of space but more importantly why uh, we need to know anything about space to know about our earth and the processes that occur on our earth again my speciality was surficial processes so i didn't really dive too deep into space but it was one of the things that was brought up i think almost every geology class i had had something about (laughs) space in it just because they can't not talk about space people cannot not talk about space because space is cool i mean space is a thing that's there right it's there it's all around us (laughs) it's all around you and you don't even know (laughs) how do they work um but yeah (laughs) it is it is important for my work now in that i do a lot of work with uh maps and i do Mm. a lot of work with aerial photography So, um, you know, that means images that were taken either from a plane or from a satellite. So, you know, it did actually become important for my career, even if it wasn't something that I particularly studied in school. But knowing how how... I feel about school, you're the (laughs) only one. (laughs) (laughs) But knowing how these objects interact um, in space actually does make a big difference for me and knowing, Mm. you know, a lot of the scientific theories that go behind how we understand space and how we view objects in space is important. Cool. So, so take us back to the beginning then. To the beginning. Uh, <laughs> of space. What's that quote where it's like, where should I start? And it's like, the beginning is a good place to start. Um, it's Do Re Mi. The, the beginning is a good place to start by Julie Andrews. Oh, you mean let's start at, at the, the very, very beginning. Yes. A very good place to start. That's really what this is right now is we're going to start at the very beginning. All right, um, let's do thank it. You, thank you, Julie Andrews. Um, <laughs> the thing is, there are several theories that are some are kind of accepted with how our universe was created and how Mm -hmm. we got here today some of them are still kind of fringe theories but one of the ones that we really studied in school and i would say probably one of the most common theories that people know about is the big bang theory (laughs) i've never heard of that (laughs) i'm not talking about the show you mean like our whole universe yeah no i'm not talking about that stop it (laughs) <laughs> i'm talking about real science uh we, <laughs> i'm not talking about quirky neighbors here i'm talking about science um basically the big bang theory if you're not familiar with is i know ellen is but for our audience um it's a model for how the universe formed i definitely thought you were gonna talk about the show for a second <laughs> i mean i am familiar I almost with did. it <laughs> i almost did and i was like no i'll stick with science no, here no. and then it revolves around two roommates no i'm just kidding um <laughs> Basically, this this model states that the universe actually started out as one extremely dense and really high temperature, I don't want to call it like a, like a, a point in space and time, and that it all just became too much and just exploded outwards, um, and that today we are continually exploding outwards as we speak right now. What? Yeah, we are still continuing to explode outwards. We're not stagnant in the universe 
Um, there's actually evidence that we're continually moving away from a singular point in mm. space. So that helps, um, you know, solidify that theory into more of a an explanation. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we Big Bang Theory has been mostly accepted, I would say, by uh, like almost all scientists now who study space and study objects in space. Mm-hmm. And there are several other observed features that are in space that actually pr- provide evidence for this. I'm not going to like super get into it because a it's pretty technical information um a lot of it's about light it's about cosmic microwave background radiation <laughs> it's about which i talked about i took an astronomy this class we talked about it there. Of, yeah it talks you know, about like the observation fine. of various objects in space and other galaxies in particular uh so yeah first of all all this sounds very interesting but let's focus on and also, I'm not an expert in planetary geology, so I'm not going to get into it. But uh, that was, you know, exciting. And it happened like 13.8 billion years ago, like rough estimate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah, I don't know how many, I don't know how many zeros were in 13.8 billion, but it was a lot. Uh, <laughs> the the term that geology uh, geologists use is gigaannons we don't use billion usually oh it's a i think that's the scientific term let me double check that's a good name for a band <laughs> gigaannum <laughs> the unit is um represented as for a billion years um we represent it as gigaannum g-i-g-a-a-n-n-u-m gigaannum yeah. So sometimes people put GY when they're like, you know, when we're writing shorthand for notes, some people put okay. BYR, like billions of years, and then some people put, I always put GYA, uh, just because that's like the, the scientific term is they use. Anyway, so a long time ago. You know, like a bit, just like a bit. Mm-hmm. So that happened. Everything exploded outwards, and it was a okay. hot mess of, you know, swirling gas. And... Literally hot and literally a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not just like a Friday night or a Saturday morning. <laughs> um, but it was... <laughs> It was this big old, uh, it was this real hot, you know, gas and uh, all this stuff that was um, not really coalescing into anything. But over time, the universe started to cool down. And as the universe started to cool down, we actually were able to get our subatomic particles, our particles, so like protons and neutrons, all those fun stuff, um, Mm -hmm. and our elements. We didn't get all of them. We got some of them that were formed through this time period but they get pulled by one of our favorite things in the world gravity which is a accelerative force uh that draws things into each other i don't think there's a better way to describe what gravity is i mean so i think when people think about gravity if they haven't taken like some kind of science where this is explored more further in, in more detail you think of like things being pulled to the earth as gravity right Things fall because of gravity. Gravity is a force that pulls things together. And normally we observe it on Earth as things falling to Earth. Yeah. But in space and in like other, other, you know, at at other, like a subatomic level or whatever, gravity is something that pulls not just things to Earth, but all things to other things. And so that's why the Earth revolves around the sun, for example. That's the accepted scientific theory anyway, at least. That's a, that's a very yeah. good explanation, much better than I would have given. Um, I'm gonna be <laughs> You're too in, in, like, in the in the details. Yeah, that's I'm why I'm very here much, in yeah, this podcast. I'm very much in the in the gravity yeah. zone. I was like, no, 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 9.8 meters. Gravity is an observable, <laughs> measurable force that pulls all things together. Yeah, anything with mass, that it gets yes. attracted to something else with mass. So technically, everyone on Earth is attracted to everyone else on Earth. Ew. <laughs> Gross. This is a joke my physics teacher made in high school, and That's I gross. refused to let it go. No, great. <laughs> so, but, I'm but not the attracted is, to these people. You think, <laughs> it depend. Things have different amounts of gravity and whatever. Yeah, so. depending on how much mass or how um, yeah. In lane- the Earth, the Earth, it, like the Sun, has more mass than the Earth. That's why the Earth is is pulled into an orbit around the Sun, and we stay on Earth because of the Earth's mass. Because yes. we have much less mass than the Earth. Like yes. that's a very simple explanation of gravity. Exactly. Yep. So the universe is cooling. Still hot, but it's back cooling. In, back in like thir- whatever, 13, 13 billion years ago. Years ago. Uh, an- atoms. Gravity starts to pull all these particles and elements to each other. Okay. And eventually, actually, we start to form some celestial bodies. Ooh. <gasps> that uh, sounds really ma- fancy. <laughs> it does sound fancy, but mainly I'm I talking think, about stars. Uh, 
celestial body could be a cool name for like a tattoo parlor <laughs> that would be amazing so I would so far we from this from this episode i have a new band name and a tattoo parlor yeah. well you can do why don't you just have your your band shows at the tattoo the parlor celestial body. oh celestial body could just be the name for uh yeah no yeah it could get anim at the celestial <laughs> the celestial, celestial body, body. <laughs> get your tickets y'all <laughs> you heard it here first so we had um mainly what starts to coalesce is stars but what okay what is a star? Do you know anything about stars, Ellen? I don't know. If, did you ever have to take astronomy or anything like that in no, school? No, but I, w- I love astronomy. Like, as a child, I loved astronomy, so I probably know some things from if I can pull from the back of my head. So a, a star is like a collection of burning gas. You right. Or, like, plasma. You right. So it's a collection of burning particles, essentially, yeah. that when are you, held together. When you, have, um, when you have a... The way that a star forms is it actually starts out as just, like, a cloud of gross that's going to be a running theme throughout all of this is that we're just going to have clouds of dust and gas just you know just living their best lives um and then all of a sudden they start to collapse yeah under their own gravity together. field into yeah. one solid because like the mass. mass is getting closer together and so yeah then it becomes solid mass right yes so. solidish um yeah, yeah well yeah so the collapse center that's not how you define solid but yeah yes so the collapse center of these these clouds actually heat up a lot and become what we call a protostar and then from these protostars is what we get, what we know as stars. Um, okay. They, you can also, these clouds, when they collapse, they can actually make multiple different protostars. It doesn't have to be just one. So there's some stars out in our universe that have a cloud that formed multiples around them. So like Orion's cloud. Um, there's like the Magellanic cloud and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like famous or not. Well, like, I don't know. Yeah. There's, well th- there's several of them. Yeah. So we have so we have our protostars. They turn into stars. Now stars are interesting because they have similar to humans. They have a life cycle. They have their, <laughs> they have their they have their baby phase, yes. and then oh, they have thanks. their like teenage phase where they're rebellious, and then they get their adult <laughs> phase where they have to pay taxes, and then they get their they old their down. old man phases <laughs> where they just get real angry and explode. They suck <laughs> everything toward them, depending on what happens. Yeah, then <laughs> they explode. So. Um, there's yeah, you're not wrong when we um when we look at there are different types of stars and a lot of times we categorize them based on essentially where they are in their life cycle um but we use something called the hr or the hetzsprung russell diagram which i used in my astronomy class oh. we spent several labs just looking at computer diagrams of these stars which was it was something um but <laughs> You trailed off like you were just experiencing like some, you know, university PTSD (laughs) just for a second. I will say that class was good because I didn't go to class and I got an A. So (laughs) (laughs) I just I went to lab because you have to go to lab. influence the youth. I'm just saying that that if you can teach yourself, then you don't need to go to lecture. (laughs) But um, and he also didn't have clicker exams, so I didn't have to worry about it. So we had uh, (laughs) we had um, basically the the this diagram has it's essentially it's a graph and it has a scale on the left which is the y-axis and on the bottom which is your x-axis um so the y-axis is actually the it's the the luminosity is the term that they use but it's actually the brightness how bright is this star okay so depending on how bright it is it's um it's a different type of star and then also the x-axis is the surface temperature of the star okay so how hot it is so if it's cold or hot it's a different star and if it's bright or if it's not it's a different type of star okay um and they and we're talking about just between hot and like hotter it's not like yeah it's not like what we think of as being cold it's in, in the any te- sense the temperature is in kelvins which you only use for super things that are super super, super hot or super super cold yeah <laughs> because it's beyond the reaches of our normal human comprehension right. of fahrenheit or celsius right so um so yeah these are not i would not even a colder star is not a cold object yes uh, <laughs> one can say but yeah so there's several different kinds of stars and knowing how hot or how bright the star is actually tells you where it is in the life cycle too so it's like the rings on the tree of stars <laughs> yeah kind of actually and there are some that fall into kind of a there's like a normal band of star aging and then there's some that kind of fall outside of that um mm-hmm. and you can still you can still use this this diagram to to mm. learn about that but yeah a lot of uh stars they end their life by exploding and exciting. the term for that do you remember the term for that like a supernova yes exactly so when it goes supernova it explodes just um, pulling all the just digging <laughs> the terms out <laughs> and yeah you can tell there's a lot of technical terms like cloud junk 
and <laughs> explodes uh, in here. So we'll keep that in mind. We've got it's one thing that's going to be a running theme throughout this podcast is there will be a lot of technical terms. Um, yeah, and technical. you know, if you ever need us to, you know, Google and give you the the definitions of these technical terms, we're happy to do it. Yes. <laughs> so we have our universe. It exists. This is still 13, 13 billion years ago. The universe exists. Yes, 13, 13 billion years ago, the universe exists. But our solar system, so where we live now and everything within the sun, our sun's gravitational field, mm-hmm. didn't actually start to exist until about 4.6-ish or more billion years ago. Okay. So it's kind of a long time. Like, it wasn't like it, it didn't it didn't yeah. form instantly. It took it's billions like 10, and billions 000, of years. 10 billion, sorry, 10 billion years yes. to get to there, approximately. 10 GYAs of years. Yeah. <laughs> 10 giga anoms. <laughs> I've learned. So, yes, it took it took that long to get okay. our, for our solar system to get it together. For everything to get gravity to get everything together. Well, yeah. yes, it also had okay. to, you know, it and had cool to. Down, slow it, cool down. The solar and... system had to go on a life journey and figure <laughs> out what it wanted and I then understand. finally was able to coalesce into our solar system. A hero's journey. It was a hero's journey. So okay. our solar system, various sites and I have researched have given me about the 4.6 billion year mark. I don't think it's actually that. I think it was actually a bit earlier than that because we have evidence that our Earth was about that old. Okay. So I think it might have been a little bit before that that it actually started to coalesce, but maybe it was like a simultaneous coalescence and I'm just un- unfamiliar with that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, anyway, the point is there was another big dense cloud of junk. And by junk, I mean there was gas and there was dust. Okay. <laughs> and it collapsed in on itself. Okay. Um, and this formed another, another, we call it a solar nebula or it's a, a spinning disk of junk instead of just a cloud of junk. Okay. So there's like a, so when you say spinning disc of junk, you mean there's like a central central part, and then there's a flat sort of flat quote unquote flat shape around it. Instead of just being this sort of like nebulous cloud, there is like Correct. more of a shape, a Correct. disc type shape. Okay. Correct. And they, they um, which one of them has to do with gravity. Yes. One of the potential theories. One of the theories is that this cloud that formed our solar system actually started to collapse because of a nearby star that went supernova. And shoved mm. everything, started to shove it all into one solid disc rather than right. it because as like a... this is all forces happening in three dimensional space yes. and they and like yeah so you could have a star exploding over here and another one exploding over there and then that's gonna cause rippling effects throughout this space. throughout space yes yes okay space. interesting so yeah there's no um that's that's one of the going theories and okay. I'm inclined to believe it but I you know I don't I'm not an expert there was gravity at the center of this solar nebula mm-hmm. and what it kept doing is it kept ganking the dust and the gas further and further into the center it's also a technical term <laughs> yes ganking is absolutely a technical term um it kept it kept pulling the dust and the gas further into the center of this disc and eventually what happened was the elements got tired of each other and they kept shoving and shoving each other in the center of this disc mm-hmm. and the hydrogen atoms which are hydrogen is the first element that's on our periodic table mm-hmm. It got so fed up with all this that it started joining together. <laughs> it's like screw which the rest is of you guys. <laughs> yeah, which is called proton-proton nuclear fusion. But we're not getting into that. Okay, um, but fine. they joined together and formed helium. Okay. And this reaction. This is helium. Helium is the second element. Oh, helium on, is two and two. So yeah. Yes, helium is the second element on the periodic table, and okay. once you get this helium, this fusion reaction. Um, it actually causes a ton of energy to be released. Um, this energy release is what formed the star that's in the center of our solar system. And you know what that star is, Ellen? That's in the center of our solar system <laughs> that we live in? Alpha Centauri. No! I, I know that it's the sign of facetious. <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> Did you actually think that I didn't know what you were talking about? I was hoping <laughs> sort of that concerned. I was angry for no reason. Okay, well... <laughs> Yeah, but did you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, so we have our sun and it's in the yes. center of our solar system, the but sun. we call it, we call it the solar system and not the sun or system. Uh, yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. <laughs> but so the reason why is because soul is actually the Latin name for our sun. <laughs> so that's why it's the solar um, system. Not and, surprised. And not the, not the sun or the system. system. But I, I think, honestly, I think we should start a petition on change.org and make it the sun or system instead of the, the solar, solar system. system. Well, that would be very English focused, which is not unacceptable. I mean... <laughs> you know, 
Anyway, the point is, uh, <laughs> we would have to change a lot of things, but I think change.org could get it done. So <laughs> sign our petition. Um, so we, we got our son. <laughs> we have a son. So we have a son. That's great. Okay. So we have a we have a solar system. We have a sun have, and some stuff around it. Yeah, we have a we shape. have yes, we have a solar system and we have a sun that's surrounded by dust and crap. Okay. You know, technical dust terms. and junk. Yes, we got lots of junk. Um, what happens next? The excitement is mm-hmm. that through millions of years, gravity. So now we're down to millions. Well, no, no, no. This okay. is still this is still four billions of years ago, but four millions of years. Yes. Yes. For millions of years after the sun formed. Yes. Okay. So this is still four point four billion between. Years ago. It's like it's still it's between four point six and four point five billion years ago. All right. So during this time period, gravity starts to pull together more dust and other junk. Okay. Into right. these clumps, which is also okay. a technical term. Yes. So these clumps combine <laughs> into blobs. Right. Okay. So these blobs keep getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> they keep they keep getting into like uh-huh. bigger and bigger, you know, uh, masses. Okay. And and then at the same time they're also smashing into each other and combining that way. Okay. So through this process of gravity and this all smashing, sounds very chaotic. It's kind of a lot. Uh, it's kind of like a mosh pit at a <laughs> punk rally it, you yeah. know it's just like people combine I mean, together the, to become better than what they are the mosh pit at the giga anim show is what <laughs> yes. you're saying Basically, yeah. yes okay so we have um you know so we get these blobs that combine and they actually end up combining into planets dwarf yep. planets and moons okay so we have also those are some, words that i understand yeah so we have some some smaller bits too and they become asteroids comets meteoroids they don't actually combine together not everything not all of the dust and the junk Planet combines dwarves. together to become something that mm-hmm. we you know recognize as a solid object in our solar system yep or as a you know as a very very important object in our solar system mm. so ellen now that we've got to planets can mm-hmm. you name the planets in our solar system mercury venus earth mars jupiter saturn uranus neptune good call that's it <laughs> there are and there are two types of planets well not really there's kind of three main types of planets do you know what the three main types of planets uh, are like rocky gassy icy or something like that yeah no that's exactly right those are oh the three. okay good yeah. good for me i'm just pulling out your elementary school knowledge about planets at this point yeah I'm well i'm just, just thinking sure. like okay like there's the gassy ones like um jupiter and saturn yep. and then there's like icy like i guess pluto but not and yeah not pluto no no I don't know which other one would be icy. Neptune. Uranus and Neptune. Okay. Or Uranus and Neptune. Yeah. And then Rocky would be like Mercury, Mars, Earth. And. Uh, I'm your planet. Venus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I was giving examples. I wasn't trying to list all of them, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, your planet. which, which of the, which of the, uh, which of the planets don't have moons? Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, Mercury? probably that's one correct uh maybe venus yep that's it those are the only two that don't have moons. oh those are the only two? Oh, good yep. for me everybody else uh everybody else got yeah. moons earth some has have the some moon. have yeah we have mars. we're the only one with one moon earth is the only one with one moon and mars i think has two correct saturn and all the rest of them have moons have and mul- multiple yeah anyway, um yeah. and then pluto uh we hardly knew ye we'll have to play <laughs> taps for pluto pluto used yeah. to be considered a planet when we were children growing up which ages us quite a bit but not really because it wasn't that long ago i think it was only 10 years ago it was ago. like yeah only 10 years ago I um mean, pluto used to be a planet i remember i remember back pluto, in my day pluto, pluto was a planet. was a planet it's now considered a planetoid along with like sarah's or whatever the other yeah there's some other big asteroids that are also considered planetoids we have um in they're our, all within the in earth's gravity solar system. i mean the, not the earth they're all within the, the sun's, sun's gravity. gravity yes yes in our earth um or not excuse me about. not in our earth in our solar <laughs> system we used to we have our four rocky planets and then yep. we have something called do you, do you remember what's the thing between the rocky and the gaseous planets i i see i don't know wait there's some there's something in between you mean yeah. something that has both no it's like a ring it's not planets it's oh oh the kuiper belt no 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 the asteroid belt isn't it called the kuiper belt no it's called the asteroid belt so there's okay. the asteroid belt um which is i guess between... the kuiper belt is beyond yes the planets yes okay. so yeah. the, asteroid, the belt asteroid belt is between the rocky planets and the gaseous planets i wasn't yep. trying to trick you out i was just showing if you remembered and then and then after the I, like, I think i do <laughs> and then beyond neptune is where yes. we have the kuiper belt 
Okay. So the Kuiper uh, Belt, um, the asteroid belt is, as it's implied, it's like rocky chunks um, that are circulating that never actually formed into a planet themselves. Mm. The Kuiper Belt is actually filled with mostly icy objects, mm-hmm. and it includes the planetoid Pluto. So mm. beyond the Kuiper Belt, we have something called the Oort Cloud. Okay, I like this. O-O-R-T, um, which no one has actually seen in real life, <laughs> but um, based on circumstantial evidence it's there when you say nobody <laughs> has seen it you mean it's like hasn't been light hasn't been observed from objects in the Oort cloud is that what you're trying to say there is evidence that it exists but we have not nobody has witnessed it is that because um, it's so far away that light can't travel from there yet or is it too far well, away we can see sun? stars um i think i think there are they've sent out something that's supposed to travel all the way out there except that that's going to take it's thousands take of years yeah it will yeah. take literally <laughs> thousands of years so, you know, we're not going to know about it in our lifetime. This is very far away. Um, very, very far away. But as of Earth. right now, it's considered a theoretical but existent thing. And it's at I, the, the very edge of, of the sun's gravitational influence. It's basically like I the accept. outer ring of our, our solar system, if okay. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is that it's ma- mainly full of icy pieces and, like, space mm-hmm. debris. And it is thick with two seas. Okay. Um, it ranges, which is also a technical term, it ranges in size from about 5,000 AUs to 100,000 AUs. Can you so, give us a scale that we would, well, what so, is, okay. So an AU. An astronomical um, unit. Is an astronomical unit, um, which is a term that they use in astronomy and they use to measure things. But astronomical units are actually the distance from the sun to the earth. Okay. So in real people numbers <laughs> and not yeah. like astronomy numbers. It's miles. That's, yeah, it's 93 million miles. <laughs> or <laughs> okay. if you're not in America, it's 150 million kilometers. There's, okay. So 5,000 of those to about 100,000 of those. That's huge. That That's why I said thick, thick with two Cs. Like, yes. it's incredibly thick, and it surrounds the outside edge of our solar system. Whatever number you said that I already forgot, astronomical units away, like, wide three-dimensionally or, like, from from the sun side it is to the a outside? it's a shell it's a sphere it's a giant okay. sh- it's a giant so you're saying sphere. all the way across like as yes. it encompasses the solar system yeah okay. yes yes okay. it's like a, it's like it's like having it's like how the earth has an atmosphere yeah um and it surrounds the entire earth but like it's the, the unit, same kind of the idea. unit that you gave is that the thickness of the shell or is it yes the distance? it's the thickness okay, of the, the it's the, the thickness of the shell which is wow. it's, it's the still sun pretty, is very powerful it's pretty hashtag thick <laughs> and <laughs> it's just it's just really interesting but yeah this yes. Oort cloud this Oort cloud is i just like saying Oort cloud which is why i made sure to do it but yeah the Oort cloud is at the very edge of um the sun's I think gravity Oort cloud is a good name for like a sci-fi i think um, it actually came area. from something sci-fi um i think Should actually I that, yeah you could google it oh it's o-o-r-t no 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 it's named after an astronomer who first oh dang never mind existence. oh that's even actually that's that's a cool name i want the last name Oort jane ort oh this this astronomer is actually named jan or yan i guess maybe depending on yeah. Jan. i don't know jan ort anyway. so now we have um kind of covered everything that encompasses our individual solar system which is inside okay. of our galaxy we've gone all the way out yes well i mean beyond that is our excuse me other solar systems a part of our galaxy which is the milky way galaxy which i'm sure people have yes. heard of before but yeah we uh you know we exist in our little space here and a little um, it's you just said it was thick (laughs) (laughs) that too now let's uh let's drill down even deeper here because we have talked about the big picture now let's talk about where we are right now which is you want to i think you need to be more down to earth okay you need to stop (laughs) you need to stop and you need to be stopped okay so earth (laughs) earth is the planet we're on um, is it <laughs> do you like stop <laughs> gravity keeps me down to earth ellen that's um, true yes yes just so you know. <laughs> now the thing is when earth formed which was around the same time that all the other planets coalesced which was like 4.6 6 ish 4.5 ish billions of years ago give or take 100 million years uh <laughs> i guess you can give or take that much when you're talking about billions of yeah. years yeah there was no proper atmosphere yet the earth Okay. As we know it today, was nothing like it was when it first started out. What was Earth like as a baby? As a baby, um, as a baby, the Earth instead of having really a true atmosphere, there was the entire Earth was encompassed with carbon dioxide, nitrogen, and some water vapor, and all of it was floating around. Hmm. Um, there was nothing really to contain it, so it was being constantly pulled out of Earth's gravitational field hmm. by the sun. The sun was also at the time it was a lot larger and hotter, so hmm. um, that also causes 
stuff to be yanked out of the Earth's sphere of influence. We'll put it that way. <laughs> okay. The other thing about the Earth was that it was just, it had its inner core. Which it still um, has today. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Earth today has four components. It has an inner core, an outer core, a mantle, and crust, which is like the surface of the Earth. And the thing is... Um, those are like the very generic sections of the earth there's actually it's more complicated than that like the mantle's broken up broken down into further pieces and blah blah mm. blah but like but, for the purpose of this discussion yeah but for, for the purpose of this discussion that's that's what makes up the earth the inner core is heavy metals the outer core is and it's solid the outer core is liquid and also has metals in it um the mantle is made up of like molten rocky material okay some of the lighter elements not that are not as heavy as as metals not so metallic yes and then the surface is um obviously what we you know we walk across now the thing is in the past the earth didn't have a core when it first started okay it was one solid ball of molten material okay okay yes but over time with the rotation of the earth around the sun the rotation of the earth around itself which it does mm. and its own gravity it actually the heavy materials, the metals, such as iron, nickel, stuff like that, was actually drawn to the center of the planet and eventually formed the core of the planet. Oh, like a giant centrifuge. Yes. The Interesting. The other materials that were lighter, so silicates, oxygen, not oxygen, but like air. Um, well, I guess oxygen, I should say, not air. Um, <laughs> it's not air yet. It's just oxygen. Yeah. You know, water vapor, anything else that was lighter that was still within the magma of the Earth. And when you say lighter, you mean it had less mass, just to... Yes, it was less, it was less, it. it had less mass, it was le less heavy. It essentially was moved to the outer edges of the Earth itself. Okay. So, um, so this right now, in this point in time, 4.6 billion years ago-ish, the Earth is just a ball of hot magma. Hot it's hot goo. It's just hot goo. It continues to be a hot mess. And it takes, it is It is very much a hot mess. And it takes about 100,000 years for it to actually start to develop a core. Okay. That's a long time, but not billions of years, though. Well, I mean, it's still, it's millions. It's hundreds of millions <laughs> of years, but it's not billions. Um, it just takes a while. Hundreds, I guess yeah. hundreds of millions could turn into billions. The point is, easily. if you visited Earth at this time, I don't know which would happen first. I don't know if you would suffocate from the carbon dioxide or if you would burn to a crisp. I'm getting so close to how hot it is because it was really hot. So hot. But uh, it's hot, like H-A-W-T hot. Hashtag raw XD. But yeah, I I don't know which would have been worse um, and which would have happened faster. But it was it was not good. It was not a good place to live. So I'm really glad that, mm. you know, we waited, if, you know, four billion years to show up. Um, but we, yes. Yes. People. But yeah, so the whole surface of the sun or the whole surface of the planet was just this hot, hot, hot magma. Hot okay. lava, I should say, because it was all on the surface. That's what it was. Mm. So there's this theory called the giant impact hypothesis. Okay. At around this time, maybe like 4.5-ish billion years ago, okay. there's this young planet called Thea, T-H-E-I-A. It's about the size of Mars. Okay. And it sees Earth and it's like, dang, hey, what up? Um, and it <laughs> travels. Because Earth was so H-A-W-T. Like yeah. And it travels only at about the speed of 36,000 miles an hour um, and oh, only. slams into the earth. How rude. And it causes just this massive collision that creates a bunch of space junk. Okay. And this is the theory of how we got our moon. Oh. They believe that it was actually a, a small, well, a, a Mars-sized planet that slammed into earth and the two um together became the earth and the moon. The one that was slightly larger became the earth. So after the impact it's thought that Theo became the moon. Correct. They okay. believe that that became the moon. Because um, I thought Mars Mars and Earth are about the same size, so does that mean that... It was basically two planets of about the same size. The thing is okay. that Earth actually has a relatively large core compared to the plant, the size of the planet itself. Hmm. So they think that when this impact happened, there was actually... The Earth had more mass, but it was oh. it was, it was removed through this impact. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and then that... So that kind of helps explain this theory. Um, and then the other, the other thing is that we... We are the only planet who has a moon who has a single moon, uh, which is mm -hmm. and it's and it's quite large compared mm. to some of the other uh, moons in the solar system. So that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why they also think it might have been essentially two planets that smashed into okay. each other, and the smaller one because of gravity, um, it being the thing with the less mass revolved around the Earth instead yep. of the other way around. That makes Just sense. Just think, we could have we could have been the moon. We could have been that's the true. moon if we came out 
we came out on the wrong end of that collision. We <laughs> if we didn't have our core, we could be the underdog. It's true. In the solar it system, it is what you're been. saying. So that, so that <laughs> happened. So like okay. 4.5 billion years ago, the moon happened. So that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the thing is, no like, at the time, the moon was actually much closer to us than it is today. It was yeah. significantly closer. Now it's, like, a quarter of a million miles well, away. I think the moon was observably closer in, like, ancient times. Yes. Right? So <laughs> yes. the moon gets farther away every year. Like, not yes. insignificantly. But so that means um, that means a lot of things about earth that were affected by the moon were much more dramatic at this time we'll get into that later the other thing about earth is earth was also spinning a lot quicker at this time than it is today Mm -hmm. it was rotating much more quickly okay so a day on earth for four billion years ago was actually only six hours long what it only took six hours to fully revolve um and uh get itself around the sun fast it was very fast slow down over time but at the time it was very very fast Mm -hmm. and we have uh what else was there oh so the earth before it slammed before the 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 pre-moon moon slammed into us earth was incredibly hot because it was just all it was all mantle it was all just hot magma and lava i guess i should call it all lava because lava is what's on the surface Mm -hmm. around the time after after this collision occurred the earth actually started to cool enough that we could form a crust on the surface of the earth so the crust that we get started to actually encompass the entire surface of the earth it was just one one solid crust that we get okay for the most part i think there were other parts that were hotter this is like the delicious crust on top of like a brownie it was super tasty okay <laughs> and and the earth had cooled down enough to do this and so by cool i mean that it was still 446 degrees fahrenheit <laughs> on the earth which is like 230 degrees to the rest of the world but uh in celsius but um but yes so that's twice as hot as required to boil water yeah it was um again i don't think it would have been very pleasant to a there wasn't oxygen and then b so there still isn't oxygen yet yeah there's no atmosphere and then b that we could you know live with um and b it's hot as all dickens so it's hotter than arizona which is like my that's like my my idea of what's too hot is arizona (laughs) anything hotter than zero and i know this like djibouti and other places like that get hotter but it's like that's my my it's your personal threshold of yes it's too hot is arizona so anything higher than that is just too hot um so so (laughs) we have um the cool thing about this is that we actually still have some of this crust today. It still exists. Really? Yes. So um, I was planning on talking about that in another podcast. Episode? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Um, nice. We have um, some of the places that this crust still exists is in Australia and Canada okay. even. Oh, my um, homeland. You, yes. You've heard me talk about it before. I call it the craton. The craton. Um, but that's actually some of the original crust that formed um, wow. on the earth. Which I this think is, is not really, the Canadian really cool. shield, is it? It is. It's part of the Canadian oh, Shield. Oh, okay. Yeah. You should have just said that. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, there's actually, in February, there was results from a decades-long sur- like study that was released mm. about the age of the crust at certain sites, but particularly in Australia. Um, they had mm-hmm. done a study in Australia, and they found that some of the material that was there was at least 4.4 billion years old. Wow. Which is, which is older. It's older than we thought, and also much... That means that crust formed much faster after the solar mm. system formed than we thought. Mm. So we thought there was a, lot, a bigger gap between when the solar system itself formed and when the Earth formed before we got crust on it. Cool. So it actually That's happened. So it was only it was only about 160 million years between the oh. solar system forming and the Earth forming. I think you just think about time differently than regular <laughs> people. <laughs> it's only 160 million years. Years, it's fine. no big deal. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, the Earth. The, <laughs> It's true. So the Earth is cooling down. Okay. We have a crust. Cool. But the subsurface is obviously still molten. Still hot. Which is still true hot. today. We still have a subsurface. Mm. We still have a molten subsurface. And it's not that far underground. No, it's apparently. not. In some places, it is not. And <laughs> what's not about the same same about the Earth <laughs> is that it was still incredibly hot and there was still not water. Mm, that's kind of important. <laughs> yes. So it wasn't till so there's a there's a couple of theories about this about water and when it showed up on Earth. Hmm. Some people believe it was about four billion years ago. That is when we started getting. So this would be four hundred million years after the oldest crust was formed. Yeah, it was a long. It was four point four to four billion years ago, right? Yes, that's what yes. Okay. So yeah, four ish nine, 3.9 billion years ish. Okay. At that time, there were a ton of 
meteors that hit the earth huh. each of these meteors actually carried ice they carried crystals that inside of the crystals had water in them oh so crystals like what kind of crystals? so like zircon or other things okay. um and inside of these there were water droplets okay but for about two, 20 million years uh-huh. for about 20 million years meteors kept slamming into earth okay. and dropping tiny oh, droplets of water. Oh, because there's no atmosphere it. to stop Correct. them. Correct. There's no atmosphere. Mm. So nowadays when we have when we have meteoroids coming towards Earth and they turn into meteors, it's because they're hitting an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they just burn up. They don't actually make it all the way down here. Mm. And we see those burning objects actually as shooting stars. Like mm-hmm. a lot of us know them as shooting stars, but they're actually it's horrifying to think, but it's objects <laughs> slamming into our atmosphere and burning on contact. It's fine. What I always thought of them was it's like, you know, the Earth is moving around the solar system, right? So the reason that there's like periodic meteor fall or periodic like shooting stars that you can see is because the Earth is moving through the solar system at the for a year, right? And every year you come to the same sort of place in the solar system. So I was always like... Oh, the Earth is just like passing those things, and we're just kind of like waving at them, like bye bye. No, the <laughs> Earth is swishing through them. <laughs> I <Right>? mean, you know, <laughs> it's fine. We're just it's getting, beautiful. We're just just getting junk. I mean, there thank was a you, comet thank recently. You. We're recording this in August 2020, and there was a comet. We just narrowly avoided. It's fine. We're yeah, all no fine. It's Nothing fine. happened. It's good. It's fine. Um, so yeah, <laughs> thank you, atmosphere, for existing. I appreciate you. Yeah, um, don't don't be released in ozone. Don't please, mess up the atmosphere. We uh, need that to live yeah, for a please, lot of reasons. Please um, don't use hairspray. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't use that's any an aerosol. aerosol. Yeah. Don't use any aerosol. So thank you. Thank you, atmosphere. We'll talk later about you know how our atmosphere formed and cool. various things that are probably not great for the atmosphere um, at some point. But, <laughs> Such as aerosols, yeah. Yes. But you know, for now, we'll, we'll stick with this. At the time, there was no real atmosphere. And uh, yeah, meteors kept slamming in. And eventually, there was enough water to actually pool on Earth instead of... Instead of just being a solid rock planet, we got a solid ocean. It was just ocean. The entire planet cool. was one solid thing of like water. Like that planet in um, Interstellar. Oh, I never. I don't know if I saw Interstellar. What? Sorry. The one with Matthew McConaughey. No, I didn't see Interstellar. What? Sorry. Sorry. There's a planet in Interstellar that has like crazy water. Oh, I mean mm-hmm. that sounds nice. No. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> so I mean, again, this. At, at this time uh, we'll get into it because but, there was also like wave action so like which so, i assume was this case on earth too so yeah so this this theory of <laughs> meteors striking and bringing water to earth that's one of many okay some scientists also think that water actually came when thea the the, the pre-moon moon slammed into mm-hmm. us they think that that planet actually brought water with it when it slammed into us which means that the crust formed slightly earlier so that there was actually a crust at the time that they slammed into each other which is also mm-hmm. possible so that's that's possible, but it means that water occurred much earlier than we expected on the planet. Mm. Now, the thing is about that is it's hard to prove because we didn't have our atmosphere to prevent water from being like escaping the atmosphere. Yes, escaping it escaped Earth's, Earth's gravitation gravitational mm. field. Mm. So um, okay. it wasn't that the water. It wasn't like you imagine like just water droplets like gliding away. You know, it's not like that. You know, it's, it's not, not like, like when it's you not see upside like upside down bubbles. It's yeah, not people like... <laughs> in space where it's just like floating like bubbles yeah. of water. No, it wasn't bubbles of water floating away. What was happening is but that it could vaporize just like yeah, today, like for the sun, right? So what was happening? Was yes, is that there was a process called photolysis yes photolysis so photolysis is what happens when you have photons mm-hmm. that break up water molecules oh, like hydrolysis, into hydrogen but pho- yeah pho- but with a pho- photon yeah photolysis. okay I see. yes but what happens is when photons break up a water molecule into a hydrogen and oxygen atom the hydrogen can escape because it's really light so you're saying that it just broke up the water and then it would escape as gas gas hydrogen yeah and okay i see yeah exactly so the thing is like if the moon was the one that brought the water, we wouldn't – there was no proof of it. There wasn't enough of an atmosphere at the time. There had to be water on Earth for a long enough time to create an atmosphere to get – to have remnants of that, to know – you know, to be able to date what water is here and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, is that, like, there's other theories, too, about how water got here. None of the theories we would – I would consider mutually exclusive. They could be a combination of them. Mm, um, yeah. You know, it, it doesn't have to be just one or the other. So there are other ways that people think water may have gotten here, but those are kind of the two major theories that people have. Mm-hmm. Just like the the Earth being an object that slammed into, or excuse me, the Moon being an object that slammed into Earth, 
is also a theory, but it explains a lot of things. So, you know, I'm willing to believe it. Interesting. So Earth has water now. It's still rotating, but it's rotating quicker than today. Today. So today, mm-hmm. as the Earth rotates, we have 24-hour days. Um, Earth so it's at the four times, times slower. Yes, it's four times slower today than it was when it first uh, when well, Earth when was you... first forming and developing. Okay. So there's still, it's still rotating really quickly. Yeah. And also, we have a moon next to us that's, like, so close. It's so much closer than it is today. Right. And because of that, because I think, I think I could be lying. I'm sorry. I think it was, like, 14,000 miles away. It today was it's a, a lot Today, closer. it's a quarter of a million miles away. So I think it was, like, 14,000 miles away at the time. Because of that... The Earth so was, was like one giant ocean. At the distance that it is today. Yeah, it was much, much, much closer. Yeah. Because of that, though, and because of the Earth being one giant ocean, it caused, like, huge tides. Like, you, crazy tides. You need tides. to see interstellar because that is part what of happens. what happens in interstellar. In <laughs> but yeah, they were, like, yes. they were huge. The Earth Other had, things like, happen, but that's yes. just one of the things that happens. <laughs> but the Earth had these huge, like, crazy tides. Yeah, and because the Earth was spinning so quickly and the atmosphere wasn't as strong... There were like these massive storms that were occurring, and it was like like Kraken level, like <laughs> level. It was it was crazy. <laughs> and this was like this was like three point nine ish billion years ago. Yeah, all sounds awful. After I remember seeing this in a book as a child, that it was like the Earth was crazy and there were storms, and there was like a terrifying illustration of like storms on the Earth, you know, like just water and like raging water. I remember yes. this. Yes, exciting. And it's, it's um you know, and it's still hot. And there's still the days are really Steamy. quick. It's just like not cool. Like none it's of not, this sounds pleasant. It's not a good place to be. But that's okay. You know what? Earth Earth developed over time. This was <laughs> Earth its this out. was this its Earth's youth. adolescence. Yeah, right? this was Earth's youth. <laughs> it, youth. It had time to it had time to calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, about three point nine billion years. No, three point eight million. We have a big jump here. Okay, so we went from four. 3.9 billion to 3.8 million. Yes. So that's it's a long time. 100 million to years. Chill out. Am I crazy? Is that right? Yeah. Had a long time to chill out. The Earth had a long time. A to long chill time. Out and form an atmosphere and get its life together. Okay. Start to settle down. Have some kids. Well, I didn't have kids yet. But at the <laughs> at the time, that was about the first time that we started to get volcanic islands to surface. Oh. So okay. that was right around that time is when we started to, instead of just being to one solid land. ocean, we actually started to find, have land for the first wow, time. Wow, land. Amazing. Yeah. So it only took 100 million years. But that was still so long ago, 3.8 million years ago. Like, that's yeah. insane. But yeah. yeah, that was about the time that we actually started to get land. So on, how do you end Earth. up with that crust that was like, like the Canadian Shield? Was it just underwater for yes. before? Okay, I see. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about that more. Okay. Um, Another time. Pro- I don't know if in the next episode or one of the other episodes, um, we're going to have a, a lesson about geomorphology. And when we talk about geomorphology, what is we that talk in about normal people terms. It's like, talking about um, different, different landforms that okay. exist. Uh, oh, on the Earth okay. I understand. And through More different platform. various various um, processes. So some of them are formed through rocks, and some of them are formed through gravity, and some of them are formed through weather. Some of them are formed through, you know, ice and snow. Mm-hmm um some of them are formed by rivers you know so mm-hmm. um those are all the different kind of like landforms that you get on okay, the earth cool. but you started to have volcano volcanic islands is what yes we first had land ho the first kind of land that we would expect on earth as the, today it was, was from volcanoes so there'd yeah. be like volcanoes under the sea that would create enough land that would eventually be above the sea is that what you're telling me correct okay i understand and we call um yeah, we have different types of <laughs> we have different terms for the types of crust. So it's like crust that's under the ocean we call oceanic crust. Whoa, shocking. Uh, yeah, and then crust <laughs> that's at the surface we call continental crust. I thought you're going to just say crust. No, <laughs> it becomes it becomes continental, continental crust. crust. And the thing is, like between the two, there's the reason that the crust that's under the ocean is under the ocean is because it's heavier. It has more heavy mm-hmm. minerals in it and more okay. heavy elements in it. The crust that's 
we think of like we call continental crust the stuff that we walk on today mm-hmm. is lighter it's made up of lighter materials which okay. is why it's above the ocean you know mm-hmm. and it floats kind of on top of the mantle it doesn't get mm-hmm. pulled you know anyway something to talk about in detail another time but that makes sense but yes so this this is the basics of our our solar system and how we got here today i mean you know we only covered uh you know 15 billion like 10 years. billion years in time 15 <laughs> billion years in time you know <laughs> um which is not that long um (laughs) but the more the more well no i'm sure there's people that find all the interaction in space to be interesting but like the things that happen on earth are very interesting that starts after like four like a lot of things happen in four million years (laughs) i mean a lot of things happen in like 14 billion years but it's uh it's it's pretty exciting it was a lot of spinning it sounded like to me there was a lot of spinning and stuff hitting other stuff (laughs) you're not wrong (laughs) You're not wrong. It is. It's a lot of. It's a lot of gravity causing all of this. It's gravity's mm-hmm. fault, and we're all just stuck. It's dealing gravity's with it. world, and we're just living in it. It, it kind of is actually. Yeah. It's gravity's <laughs> universe, and we're all just kind of living in it. Really true, actually, on so many <laughs> levels. Now that I think about it. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's good times. I okay. think they're also. Um, yeah, I won't go into it. I was going to say we could start going into, you know, um, the atmosphere, how the atmosphere formed and stuff like that. Oh, but, that seems you know, like a long story. I think we've we've almost hit about an hour talking now. And I think that's enough. Uh, I think that's enough space for today. Mm-hmm. So I think what I would say is I would like you to join us next time. If you if you have questions or if you have comments about, you know, anything that you heard today, we'd love to hear it. Mm hmm. Yep. Absolutely. You can send us a direct message on our Twitter or tag us at, at said my dear pod. That's S-E-D-M-Y-D-E-A-R-P-O-D. You can send us a message or comment on our Instagram, which is the same, said my dear pod. You can send us a message through our website, which is sedimentarymydear.com, or you can just send us an email to sedimentarypodcast at gmail.com. I'll also put these in the show notes. You don't have to remember from the words that I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, did you have any questions for me, Ellen? No. Before we close out today? No. What are we going to talk about next time? That's my only question. Well, I think next time, I think what we're going to do is I think I want to talk to you about, now that we've gotten down finally to Earth level, (laughs) I think I should talk about, you know, how the Earth works and not just talk about how it was a crazy ball of magnets floating (laughs) through space for a while. How it works now would be very Spinning really fast and just hot as the Dickens, you know, hotter than Arizona. (laughs) I think that, you know, that should be our next topic is uh, we'll, we'll get into some landforms, get into some geomorphology. Um, and then maybe y'all That's can become cool. expert geomorphologists at some time. I would like that. That sounds great. <laughs> I do still want to talk to you about meteorites sometime and other stuff from space. Yeah, yeah. But another day. We can save that for another time. I think that we're going to have later, I would like to have a pod- podcast episode where we do, we talk about craters. Um, we talk about okay. um, craters, craters created through objects coming through our atmosphere from space and hitting the ground. And then we're left with <laughs> the, the we're left in, with the after effect. Very interesting. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, let's let's talk about the Earth next time and all the different things that are on the Earth. I think that sounds great. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. The main source for this episode is Earth, an Introduction to Physical Geology, 9th Edition, by Tarbuck and Luckins. Music for It's Sedimentary, My Dear is provided by Solar Slays. You can find his music at youtube.com slash user slash C-C-F-U-L, S-E-A-S-E-A-F-U-L.